0: What's going on Packer fans? Welcome to the second ever installment of What's the Cheese? A Packers podcast. Today we're going to be discussing the Packers 21-13 victory over the Chicago Bears. The Green Bay Packers served the Bears some rotten cheese as they send the Bears home eliminated from playoff contention. Boy oh boy did it feel good to do that as the Bears did that to us a year ago and now we get to return the favor. That made me happy. This game was closer than it should have been. Packers had multiple opportunities to put them away. It came down to the last play, a lateral play, that almost gave me a heart attack, but they stopped them, and the Packers are now officially in the playoffs. They have clinched a playoff spot after two long years of a drought. Without being in the playoffs, they're officially back in it, baby. Devontae Adams has a good day, goes seven receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. And Aaron Jones has 13 carries for 51 yards and two touchdowns. I have both of them on my fantasy football team. So I thank you for helping me advance the next round to the championship and putting me in contention to win some money. I want to start by saying this, though. The Packers force the Bears off the field on their first drive in six plays. The Packers get the ball. On the first play, they have the ball. They do a play action to Aaron Jones and try to go deep to Marquez Valdez-Ketling. And he just drops the ball. A 40-yard bomb and he just drops the ball. It would have been a touchdown. A couple of plays later in third and five, Aaron Rodgers throws to Geronimo Allison down the middle and he just flat out drops the ball. Second drop in that drive. And guess what? Geronimo Allison is a drive killer. I've said it before. They don't have that much help outside of Devontae Adams. And it showed right there. He took points off the board, and so the Packers have to punt again. After that punt, the Bears get the ball, and they go to three and out for negative nine yards. They lose nine yards on their whole drive, punt back to the Green Bay. Now, there's a big controversial call where, oh, Tremont Williams didn't fair catch, and he fumbled the ball. And Bears fans are just being pissy about it. Oh, it's not fair, it's not fair. Come on. What comes around goes around the NFL. There's bad calls every week everyone's saying the Packers get all oh, the Packers get all these good calls. The refs are on their side. Oh my gosh. Must have not watched much football last year when Clay Matthews had probably five roughing the passer calls that were not roughing the passer. So that just goes to show NFL's inconsistent. The refs suck. Yeah, sure. But there are bad calls on both sides of the ball. Anyways, the Packers get the ball back and in four plays, they score. It's a fourth and four at the Bears 29 and Lafleur. As big as his balls are, he goes for it. Fourth and four. Devontae Adams has a little move off the line, beats Buster Screen, and goes for a touchdown. And after that, there really wasn't much scoring. It was a, a very much a defensive slugfest, much like the first meeting between these two teams. And you know the Packers could have scored easily another field goal in that draw in that whole half, but they drive down. They're in field goal range. On the third down, Rodgers gets called for intentional grounding because he doesn't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage when he could have just taken a sack and they would have been able to hit a field goal. The Bears get the ball back, and with four seconds left, they try a Hail Mary, and it gets intercepted, a couple laterals left, and they just fall down, and they go to halftime. Going to halftime at 73, and I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be the exact same type of game as the first meeting in Week 1. The Packers come out of halftime hungry and ready to score. Aaron Rodgers play fakes to Aaron Jones and throws to Devontae Adams for a 34-yard gain to the Chicago 38. Aaron Rodgers then scrambles up the middle to the Chicago 21 for 17 yards two plays later. And right after that scramble, Aaron Jones gets the ball on a 1st and 10 for a 21-yard run with a monster stiff arm to score, putting the Packers up 14-3. On the ensuing drive on 3rd and 4, Aaron Rodgers throws to Jake Kummerow. In between the corner and the safety for a 49 yard gain that set up the Packers' touchdown to Aaron Jones two plays later. Either way, that 49 yard gain was cru- crucial to the Packers scoring 21 points today. Jake Kumro totally juked the crap out of Ha Ha Clinton Dix, the ex Packer. The funny part is, all offseason Packer fans and Bears fans went at each other on who the better safety is Adrian Amos or Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And Packer fans know Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Does not have good tackling angles. Like, he just does not know how to tackle. And supposedly, there's an article that came out by, like, a Bears writer that said, ha ha, Clinton Dix has spent all offseason improving his tackling, yada, yada, yada. Sure, he's been better, but he's still a bad tackler. And it showed Sunday. Well, Adrian Amos had a solid game. It wasn't as good as the Redskins' game, but he had a solid game. You know, he, he, he's just a solid safety. I still think the Packers definitely won the safety swap. Even though they didn't trade with each other, Packers just signed Adrian Amos in free agency. And same thing with the the Bears. They sign Haha Clinton Dix. The thing about Haha is this. He's a big ball hawking safety, but he's not really good at tackling. He doesn't really like contact. On the contrary, Adrian Amos won't make the big splash plays that Haha Clinton Dix might, but he's always in the right spot, and he likes the contact. He likes to tackle. He's a really good tackler in space, and I just think he's the better overall safety in your back end of your secondary. The Bears go on to outscore the Packers 10-0 to in the fourth quarter, but it's not enough to bring them victory. Either way, it came down to the wire, and it shouldn't have. Dean Lowry picked off Mitch Trubisky with about six minutes left about the around the Bears' 40-yard line, and that should have been the game. The Packers, all they need to do is get 5-10 yards, get in field goal range, hit a field goal, make a two-score game with less than a minute left. But they don't. Rodgers gets sacked going backwards so that to punt again, and they give the Bears a chance to score with 50 seconds left. The Bears go down and drive with ease down about the Packers 40. And with one last play, instead of doing Hail Mary, they do a hook and ladder type play with a lateral. And Mitch Trubisky goes to the outside, rolls out, throws, catches it. Tariq Coleman catches the ball, and he pitches it back to Mitch Trubisky on the left side. And then he pitches it back to like a lineman or a tight end of some sort, keeps running, pitches it to another guy. And he's cutting to the back edge towards the Packers' sideline on, like, the 5'10-yard line. And he could have pitched it to Allen Robinson. They would have scored. They're down eight. They he could have scored. But he decides to keep it for himself and he's fumbling and losing the game. That was too close for me as a Packer fan. And Packers need to learn to close out games, especially with playoffs coming up soon. Can they do it? I don't know. We'll see. But right now, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence that they can close out games that they should. But so much talk of this season was, will Rogers get along with LeFleur. Why can't the Packers close out games? They're an inconsistent team. Well, here's what I've come to the conclusion of. Maybe the Packers are a consistently inconsistent team. I mean, how many games in the past month have you seen the Packers just... It's not the same team every week. It's a different team. And it's it, it's baffling to me that you can go into New York and put up 31 points in the snow and you come back and you can only put up 20 versus Washington at home. I mean, 21 versus the vaunted Bears defense, that's fair, but you could have put up 27 if you hit those two field goals. Either way, I think the Packers' identity this season, everyone's saying Packers need to find their identity. You know, are they, are they a run team? Are they a play-action team? Are they a pass team? They need to find something that they can, you know, lean back on That that, that, that is their identity, I think their identity this year is being inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get. The Packers still have yet to play a complete game on both sides of the ball. Either the offense has a great game or the defense has a great game. There's no in-between. The, I don't think they've ever had a game this—actually, I know they had never had a game this season where the offense is hitting on all c- cylinders and the defense is as well. I mean, maybe you can say the Cowboys game was like that, where they go out and they, it's 31-3 to in like the third quarter, but then the defense starts giving up a lot of points. And it just goes on to think, if they would have closed that one out, they would have had one complete game this season. But they have still have yet to have a complete game this season. And that's why I'm saying, I think they're more of a, their identity is being inconsistent. You know, I mean, then they go to, um, you know, the Chiefs game, and they pretty much do the same thing. They go out fast, they're up like 17-0, to zero, and then the Chiefs roll back, and then the Chiefs go up, and then they end up coming back that game. But the Packers' margin of victory this year is plus 48 out of, like, all their wins. They're the only – them and the Seahawks are the only team in the NFL this year that have a a win differential of plus – of lower than 50. So, like, the Packers are 48. I'm pretty sure, like, the Seahawks are in, like, the high – I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm pretty sure the Seahawks are in the high um, 30s. Yeah, they are. And I don't know. It's just I, – I think that's what the Packers' identity is this year. I think they are a consistently inconsistent team. And that's fine. If you can win ugly, like Roger said, I don't mind winning ugly as long as we go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't mind winning ugly all the way to the Super Bowl either as long as they're winning because, you know, I'd rather – Devontae Adams tweeted on uh, Instagram he goes, you know what, uh, I'd rather have a ugly win than a pretty loss. And, you know, it makes a good point. I don't care how – how good you played. If you lose, you lose, and if you win, you win. And wins as Matt LaFleur likes to say are not easy to come by in this league. So, I don't know. I think they're a consistently inconsistent team, and that's their identity for this season. It's the first year under LaFleur's offense, and I think they're, you know, they're not thriving as they as they might have thought, but I think, you know, you've seen flashes of what this offense could be, and you never know. You don't Rodgers could turn it on next week versus Minnesota or at Detroit or in the playoffs. We don't know. What, I, what we do know is they can win being inconsistent, at least now. Maybe that might not be viable in the playoffs, but as of right now, they can stack up wins and maybe get them a first-round bye. They just need to win out. You know, Rodgers has a passer rating of about 78, and he, I think he was, he was 16 of 33. So he didn't have a, a great day by any means. But the, the Bears still have a really good defense this year. It's not what it was last year, but it's still very good. Either way... I saw a stat that said this. If he hits Marquez Valdez-Gantling at the, at the start, he goes his pass rating goes all the way up to 102.4, I think it was, which is really good. It, it really is good. And, you know, as I said in the preview of the Bears game, they need to get Marquez valdez gatling more involved. He's the deep shot guy, but they don't have a lot of help outside Devontae Adams. But either way, I think that, that was they were trying to get him back in the offense. They do a perfect play to him, perfect throw, and he just drops it. Goes right through his hands. So I don't know. I think if he catches that, we have a different game. But either way, you know, I'm happy the Packers swept the Bears and continued their total domination over the Packers, much like Ohio State versus Michigan. There you go, Uncle Terry. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I see the Packers as a – I don't know. I, I have confidence now. I do. I mean, the Bears, they're not a bad team, but they're not a good team. They're, they're, they're maybe an above-average team. You know, the, I think they'll probably end up going 8-8 eight and eight on the year. They still have to play Kansas City at home and uh, at Minnesota, but I don't know. Minnesota this next week is going to be a huge game for the division. Um, well, no, the Packers can actually lose that game. The Packers can lose that game and then beat Detroit at home. Oh, yeah, beat Detroit at Detroit and still win the division. Either way, I see the Packers. I think the Packers have a chance versus Minnesota. It'll be a good game. It will be a good game. Because if they win out they get the uh, first-round bye and at least the two-seed, maybe the, the one. Kenny Clark really had a good game. He had, like, I think it was three tackles for loss and, like, two-and-a-half sacks, which is insane. You know, he, I think he was playing very – he was playing injured for at least a month or so, kind of mid season, And everyone's wondering, oh, what's up with Kenny Clark? Well, he's getting double-teamed a lot. But now that they're roaming Zadarius Smith around, it kind of confuses the offensive line and has Kenny Clark not being double teamed at least every play. And I think he's healthy now. I think his ankle is bothering him for some time. And now I think he's healthy and he's really coming along. And the Packers are going to have to pay him next year. He's going to cost a lot of money, but I think he's, he's worth it. You know, he can stop the run. He can get to the QB, disrupt passing. He, he's just an overall great defensive tackle. I just want to talk about Elton Jenkins' performance versus the Bears. Before this game, I was hyping up Akeem Hicks versus the Packers' interior offensive line, and he's still Akeem Hicks still disrupted, you know, the Packers' run game. The Packers couldn't run up the up the gut to save their lives. But on Jones's uh, his two yard touchdown in the third quarter, second touchdown of the day, uh, Jenkins pancaked a couple guys, and you know he pancaked a couple guys throughout the day, but he pancaked one guy on that. On that touchdown run, it really stuck out to me. You know, he, this kid will never win Offensive Rookie of the Year, unfortunately, because just no one knows about him. But he, for all of the Packer fans that, including me, that I didn't want an offensive line at second round pick. I wanted A.J. Brown, one of the Titans, who's also having a great year right now. I wanted a receiver. You know, he's been a really good player for us this year. You know, he's really solidified the in- interior offensive line spot, and he's just been solid. You know, Packers win a thriller versus the Bears. They're going to have to bring their A game this week versus Minnesota because if they beat them here, they'll keep the two seed and they're going to first run by. If they don't, they're going to have to play in the wild card round at home. So either way, you're going to have to beat them once. Might as well do it now. Keep that two seed and make a deep playoff run. That's it for me. And as always, go pack a go.